This is a podcast from Minute Media. It's the Knicks, Jets, etc. podcast with Alex Trateris, John Malika, and Ricey on the beat. Let's go. What's good, everyone? Alex Jeteris here with another Knicks episode of the Knicks Jets, etc. podcast. And with me is, oh, but of course, my pal, the man with the plan, the one and only, the one and only. That's right, the one and only, John Malika. Before we ask John how he's doing, everyone, we need your help. If you listen to this podcast and you're not already subscribed, please make sure to do so. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us on Apple or Spotify, please make sure to give us that five-star rating. And if you listen to us on Apple, please make sure to leave a comment. We're also on YouTube. Type in Nick's comma Jets comma ETC period. Find the page, subscribe, hit that notification bell. That way you know when a new episode drops. And when you watch a video, hit the like button, leave a comment, add to the conversation. You know, if you're a Jets fan, NFL draft just happened. We just dropped, you know, the Living first on round. Cloud ten, bro. Living on cloud ten. If you're Yo, a it's Jets amazing, fan. bro. I have Jets fans telling me like, "Why are you optimistic?" I'm like, I have not seen a good draft like this in a long time. We haven't had three picks in the first round since 2000 with Chad Pennington. All right, Sean Ellis. Come on, man. Anthony Beck, your boy. Anthony Beck. Yes, <laughs> that was four. That was four first yeah, rounders. That was four. It was four. First that was four. Rounders. It almost happened again. And we'll get to in the Jets almost. episode, but almost happened again. Almost happened again. But if you haven't watched that video, make sure to go check it out. And you know what you guys also need to check out? Winning Picks Weekly. John, video producer Greg, our boy Chip Murphy. These guys go down everything. Everything. Baseball. Golf. I don't even know if you guys have done hockey yet. But I'm pretty sure hockey you have. Coming up this week, baby. There you go. There you go. And look at that. John's got his Rangers gear on. <laughs> Baseball, hockey, basketball, football. You name it, these guys got you covered. They were even doing draft odds. You like, if you need help to place down a bet, go check these guys out. But make sure to do so responsibly. I feel bad for Chip. He had Gardner <laughs> and Jermaine Johnson plus eighteen hundred. But oh man, I have saw that. Later, I, I, it's tough. Yo, I Too heard bad. that. I heard ten. That, like the first thing I listened to, I was like, Chip, feel bad for you, bro. I feel <laughs> bad. Stop. But I also felt bad for you that day because I know you were going through panic attacks. So. It's like, when is he coming? We made it. We made it, baby. We made it. We made, we made it. it. We made it. But then last and certainly not least, please make sure to follow us on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. You name it. We are there. John, my man, how you doing, bro? How you feeling today? I don't know about you, but out here in Boston, it's pretty gloomy. It's raining. Had to pull out the umbrella. Uh, and it's mm. cold. After a nice day yesterday where it was 70 degrees, outside on like sweats and a t-shirt, just chilling basking in the glory of the nice sun before basketball started. Now we get this miserable weather again. But how are you doing? How's it all going on down in New York? Staten Island. I mean, the, the, it was really nice yesterday. We had some late night rain. I mean, if you were in the tri-state area, definitely New York area, you heard some crazy thunder, lightning at like 4 or 5 in the morning that woke up almost everybody that I know. Wanted <laughs> to make sure that it was just weather. Uh, but you know, just a little bit of rain, but it's been, it's been decent out, man. I feel like we're fighting for that spring. We're officially through the fake spring, which means that NBA playoffs are coming to a head. NHL playoffs are starting now with this new COVID thing. 
The Yankees are unstoppable, but it, it's just turned the clock just turned May. So we'll see how that goes. I mean, I'm, I'm riding high right now. And, and like you said, with the Jets, I, I, your friends are texting you, you know, why are you optimistic? At this point, if you if you're not optimistic about this Jets team, like your head is in the clouds, man. I don't know what to tell you. You just like to be miserable. You're just an unhappy guy, right? I don't know what to tell you because every single draft expert had an a, at least an A for the Jets. Forget the fact that they all named them the best drafting team this whole season. They they had an A. So what can you be upset about? I mean, the the, the funniest criticism I've gotten so far was uh, the Nick the Jets drafting a running back. Oh, the Jets drafted a running back, Brees Hall. Oh. The Big 12 defense stinks. What are you going to do? Like, all right, bro. Like, <laughs> that, that, that's how I know we're riding the high right now. So, dude, I am, I'm loving this NBA playoffs, even though this round doesn't suck. We'll get to that later. I'm hyped about the Rangers going to that playoff game tomorrow, game one at the Garden. Let's go. The Jets are good. I, I don't know what else to say. I just, I just took Jets plus 800 to make the playoffs, man. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm feeling good at this, at this very moment. And as our fans like to, like to say, especially Blood of the Panda, I got some hopium in me, man. I got hopium running all through my veins. But how can you not? I mean, outside of the New York Knicks, I mean, we're Yankees fans. <laughs> Even if you're a Mets fan and you listen to this pod, how can you not be happy that both baseball teams right now are leading both leagues? You got the Yankees who are 16 and 6. You got the Mets who are 16 and 7, both at the top of their leagues. That's doing well. You got the Rangers in the playoffs, right? Islanders are in the play. Are the Islanders still in the playoffs, actually? I haven't checked no, on the Islanders I- are not in the playoffs. Okay. Sir. Well, if you're an Islanders <laughs> fan, sorry for, sorry for you. Uh, no. Well, not sorry. At least, you, at least you got the Rangers, though. You got the true New York team, right? No, I'm just messing with, I'm messing with everybody. <laughs> yeah, you're about to get some haters right now. I know. But that's okay. That's okay. This is, then, this is the Knicks, Knicks, Jets, etc. They said a will leave for the, for the Rangers. For sure, for sure. And then you got the Jets and the Giants. Jets drafted really well. And I just want to say this because I know we get some overlap between the Knicks and the Jets. The reason I'm excited and optimistic is because we drafted well. Not saying that every player is going to be this phenom. But we got top-rated players in this draft and maneuvered well to get top-rated players. That's why I'm excited. Um, I think that's why I, most I people honestly, are excited. I like, think that's a hot take. I think that's a hot take that our players aren't going to all be great because we got the number one receiver, the number one corner, uh, the number three defensive end. I mean, what, what, number one running back. But we'll we'll get to that on the Jets episode. But dude, I, there's hopium literally flowing through my veins right one now. One team, Aaron that's- Judge. Aaron Judge. Oh, Aaron Judge, not Vax. Oh, Aaron Judge, this, that, bro. He's, they're all chilling in Toronto today. Like, I am living on cloud nine. The whole Yankees team is there. Like, uh, I'm really hyped right now, man. And then we get to the Knicks where there's not a lot of hopium right now. Not a lot of hopium for that team. But, you know, <laughs> maybe rumors. things will change. Maybe Just things will change. rumors and anger, bro. It's all anger. <laughs> it's all anger. Maybe it will change this offseason. But nothing to fuel this anger if unless you listen to uh, – Listen to listen to a certain podcast with Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes. Was it all in the smoke? All in the smoke uh, podcast, and they had uh, Shaheen Holloway. All the smoke, sorry, all the smoke, all the smoke podcast with Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes, and they had Shaheen Holloway, former head coach of St. Peter's, who had that Cinderella uh, run. Right, he's now the head coach of Seton Hall, where he used to play. And let's just start here because we're, let's talk about fueling the fire for, for people who want Tibbs out of here. And I just want to make it clear before I get into this because I think some people think that uh, I'm a Tibbs lover. I'm not a Tibbs lover. I'm a fan of continuity and I can just look past of like, I can, I, I understand his shortcomings, 
but I also understand what this team needs and that short, the shortcomings aren't so bad enough that require him to get axed after just having a magical run the season before. That's what I'm saying. If it was two bad seasons in a row, different story, but we're not there. Anyway, we have Shaheen, uh, Shaheen Holloway on, uh, all the smoke and he talks about his time, uh, you know, trying to get into the league. And he starts off by saying, you know, he had the opportunity to go summer league for play in the summer league for the Washington Wizards and the New York Knicks. He decided to go to the New York Knicks, uh, because hometown kid from Queens wants to go play for his hometown team. Makes sense. And he starts saying, you look up and down, uh, the, the, the point guard rotation because he is on the shorter side. He's under six feet. You had Charlie Ward, Chris Childs. And Rick Brunson. <laughs> yeah. And he's saying that he was cooking Rick Brunson because he saw Rick Brunson and said, you know what? I could take his job. <laughs> and he was cooking Rick Brunson, uh, by, uh, by the way, on a bum ankle. That's before how he started the, the story on a bum ankle. Uh, and that Charles Oakley and Anthony Mason were watching him cook in summer league, cook Rick Brunson. And you have them be like, they see how good he is. Yeah. Apparently you had, uh, you had uh, Charles Oakley said he's going to be the mentor, essentially, uh, for veterans camp, which is just regular training camp when that comes uh, for Shaheen Holloway. Uh, I just have one issue with that. Just one issue. Shaheen Holloway he, he went for the New York Knicks Summer League in the year 2000. 2000, my man. Anthony Mason wasn't on that team. He was in the Miami on the Miami Heat. Charles Oakley, pretty sure he was in Toronto at that time, too. Not on the team. And if you're going to tell me that at Summer League, why are two veterans who've already made their way in the NBA, who've been on rosters, you know, we're talking about Anthony Mason, who won sixth man of the year, already solidified his role. The Heat wanted him, obviously. You're telling me now he's going to be at a New York Knicks Summer League practice? Well, it depends, bro. Was it in Vegas? (laughs) (laughs) It was in Vegas, Charles Oakley, Anthony Mason, probably there. But... (laughs) <laughs> My thing is like I don't think it. Wa- I don't know if it was uh, in in Vegas yet. It may have been the Orlando, in Florida. Yep. Yeah, I think it may have been Orlando because it was before they were still all separate. So if you're East Coast, you're going down to Orlando. Mm-hmm. I think that's where it was for the time being. But it just that story didn't make any sense to me. Like what <laughs> that part? And I just I love how everyone who's a Tibbs hater because they heard the story is that the the, the crux of it is that. Holloway was cooking Brunson so badly, right? He had to, he, he, Brunson scored on him, then he scored on Brunson. Brunson brings up the wall, ball, he steals <laughs> and then goes scores on him. And this is what he's saying. And then Tibbs said, Hey, he's, you know, Brunson's a veteran. You can't be doing that. Go sit on the wall. You, you just, you just don't play anymore. My man. <laughs> what? Brunson didn't even have a contract, bro. Actually, if that was in the, even, even if Brunson was playing for the summer league, Knicks that time. He had gotten waived. No, he didn't get waived. He didn't get waived. He was his free agent. He was a free agent July first. So if he's in summer league, and the Knicks wanted him, like I don't think they're gonna be like, "Yo, Holloway's cooking you." No, no, no. We're gonna save a spot for Brunson because, by the way, Brunson didn't even make the team. He signed uh, with the Miami Heat, then got waived by the Miami Heat before the season started, and then signed with the Boston Celtics starting of the season. Well, he came back to the Knicks that season, but. The story is just not adding up. 
I just want to point that out. I don't really care how people feel because I know they're saying like, Oh, we'll get, we'll get, look at Tibbs. He's putting a young guy on the, on the wall, didn't let him play. And he was cooking because he just wants to trust a veteran. Da, 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 da. I don't know how true that is, but I'm just saying there's some holes in the story. Fair. That's fair. I mean, listen, Holloway is a legend around these streets, man. He's a legend around New Jersey basketball. And uh, that might sound like a joke, you know, New Jersey basketball, but dude, like some of the best players in the NBA, even currently, right? I, I, off the top of my head, like Kyrie, Carl Anthony Towns, just a couple of New Jersey guys. But he he's a legend in the streets, right? Especially with Seton Hall. Uh, he you know he he did really well when he played with them, and it was always a foregone conclusion that he was going to join Seton Hall from mm-hmm. St. Peter's even before the tournament. The tournament just really solidified it. Mm-hmm. And and just some more context, Holloway just got to Seton Hall and. If you know anything about NCAA college basketball at the moment, if you've been following even remotely, you know what's going on with this transfer portal right now. And especially when it comes to NIL deals. I mean, there's a reason that Holloway is on a a pretty prestigious podcast, uh, regardless of how you feel about the content on it. He's on a pretty prestigious pod because he's he wants to recruit. He's recruiting right now. And what better way to recruit than saying, yo, I, uh, you know, I scraped the best players and the only reason. I didn't do it is because dot, 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 the same narrative that everybody else has when it comes to Tom Thibodeau. And I'm going to tell you the, the, my gut reaction, right? Cause I like to have a reaction, my own reaction for things before I see what everyone else is saying. And that usually jumps to John's hot takes. John, you're the contrarian. John, this, John, that. But I'm telling you for this case, the first thing I thought was, it is so cool that Tibbs was there in the year 2000 and he's still there now. Like for me, that's, that's the first thing I thought. No joke. Because the first thing you want to say is, Oh, how dumb is Tibbs? You know, look, he messed up 25 years ago and now he's messing up again, you know, and he doesn't know how to evaluate talent. For me, it says, yo, Tibbs was in the summer league, dude, in the year 2000 watching, you know, third and fourth string point guards go at it. So that they can, you know, make the roster. Like, and, and then we're sitting here screaming at him. How can you not play IQ for, uh, you know, 19 and a half minutes? And how can you start Alec Burks? What do you know about basketball? You know nothing. You know, it's, was he old 25 years ago too? Or was he like the young star? It, the, the, it's so inconsistent on what we're even mad about. But the fact that Tibbs was in it, I mean, Holly's a smart dude. He, he, he knows the narrative. And, you know, he knows that Charles Oakley hates the Knicks. Right. And RIP to Anthony Mason. I mean, it's a perfect story. <laughs> you know, like who cares oh, yeah. if a couple of Knicks fans on Twitter, if a couple of podcasts, you know, are here to fact check. Look, as I started this podcast, man, I was freaking out about Aaron Judge. I know a little off top. I was freaking out about Aaron Judge this whole offseason because I was laughing at people. He was smirking during the, 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 the first press conference. They're like, are you vaccinated? He's literally laughing. You can't stop holding his laugh. They just traded Sanchez and Gio, who are known to not be vaxxed. And he goes, oh, it's a shot in the arm that they're gone. You know, and he's making all these jokes. Everyone's like, oh, you know, business insiders. Like, oh, he's, all, he's unvaxxed. New York Post, he's unvaxxed. All these, all these people saying he's unvaxxed out of nowhere. And shout out to Business Insider for, you know, coming back and apologizing for that. But, dude, it, it's the same. It's just a narrative. It's just a narrative that Tibbs stinks, right? He can't evaluate anybody, especially point guards. You know, what a fun way to tie this around. And then it's Rick Brunson. 
good old Jalen Brunson's pops. Like it's it's it was it, literally it, the most the perfect story, story of all. The time. story has <laughs> everything you need. Yeah. You want to talk about like everything? Like Knicks fans are on the fence between Emmanuel quickly, Jalen Brunson, right? Mm-hmm. Tom Thibodeau, subject of like the last couple of months for like because of his poor rotations, his inability to play. It's Randall and then Tibbs. That's everything else. Yeah, that's a whole, that's his a whole inability problem to play Knicks. people. And once again, this is not defending saying Tibbs like, but we're just. This this is like the facts, right? We're talking about like we're, Brunson, Rick Brunson's son, Jalen Brunson, free agent. You're we're talking about point, who's going to be a point guard. People in the Quickly camp, people in the Brunson camp. Tom Thibodeau, right? You have Tom Thibodeau, who uh, what was it? Who who's been the ire of a lot of Knicks fans because of his inability to really adjust game plans, stagnant rotations. Stuff like that, which we we would test to. Like th- those are all fair. fair. Those are all fair criticisms. Yeah. We're not knocking those. And if you want to talk about the per, and then you add New York Knicks, it's just like the perfect recipe for just like something to go viral, right? To get because if you go through most recruit. of those, huh? Recruit, recruit, <laughs> exactly. No, like, like if you like, look how we say like the joke is Knicks for clicks, right? How fast does it get circled around and retweets? Likes all that type of stuff, it just gains traction. Like it Yo, helps my gain coach, traction. My coach, and, my coach used to cook point guards in the NBA. Man, why? Who? Who? I mean, look at Penny Hardaway in Memphis. Like people are going to Memphis even though they were in such a bad state. Because yo, Penny Hardaway's the coach. Like yo, forget if you can coach or not. Like it's Penny Hardaway. He cooks people. Oh, for, for a sure. living. So I'm gonna join him. That's exactly what Holloway wants. Dude, let's go over to football, right? You got uh, Deion Sanders for, uh, for, for, for college. Like people want to go there, right? Why? Because you know how good he is as a cornerback. He convinced so, the number one, literally number one recruit, number one cornerback to go to historically black college. And everyone's freaking out. They literally the criticism there is Barstool Sports must be paying them on the side because why else would any human being go to HBCU when he's recruited by the top schools in the country? Because the coach. You're like, bro, you do this, and I'm trying to do exactly what you're doing. So he's probably trying to recruit a point guard. You know what I'm trying to say? And, and, and my, my thing is like, yes, that's that's definitely like why he's going on to help recruit. But Tim Fall Hat, of course. Tim Fall sure, Hat. Sure, sure, sure. But I'm not – and I'm not saying that they used all of this to, to conjure just to get everything out. I'm not saying that. But it was I'm a long interview, by the way. I oh. listened to the whole thing because of this little clip. It was yeah. a really long interview. Like, it's a long interview. If you, were, if you were just listening to the podcast, you wouldn't really like – take that cut it up like you would just be like oh yeah nice story you know he played rick brunson in summer league like but how it was cut up and you know the whole tom thibodeau thing to just like you said has all the elements of a perfect nicks for click story let's hate tom thibodeau together i mean this is too much man no for sure and shout out to sports chatter who shared it you know but they're like i'm not saying that they did it intentionally just to get their their the, a viral video out there but i'm just curious to like I how am. truthful that story, huh? <laughs> that that clip was cut very deliberately. <laughs> yeah, it was an independent account that did it, but I'm just saying. Yeah, I'm not sure the amount of truth to that story because there's a lot of holes that you could just be like, he was even there, bro. And the last thing I'll say on it, and we can keep it moving along, is that he said that he then played for the New Jersey Nets, and in the 2004 season when Jason Kidd missed the beginning of the season, came back in December. And they had, um, who is it that he referenced? He talked about Travis Best as a starting point guard and he made the team. I don't Travis Best, bro. I hate him for so long. My, my thing, <laughs> I don't know why he came on my radar today. That bothered me. The Pacers, the Nets. <laughs> ugh. <laughs> my thing is this. So like, and here's the thing. Here's like where I question. I, I, I encourage everyone else to question, right? 
if he made the team, right? I'm not taking away that he made the team, that he got invites to all this stuff, uh, that Holloway got these invites. If he was so nice, <laughs> if he was so nice, why didn't he stick? Talent. T- we had jo- we had Jordan Griffith on, right? He talked about there is politics. He, he did not shy away. He said there is politics, and he used to work for MSG. He said there are politics, but if you're nice, you're nice. Like you're going to get playing time. That that's the thing. So the politics comes for like the, the in between, pushback, right? The only pushback I'll say is he is nice. Like he's not, he was nice at ball in college. He was that's nice college. at ball. You, you, you're nice at ball enough to get even to a roster in the NBA, and he's and he's nice enough at ball to be able to coach. You know, St. Peter's rumors that he plays, he practices with them. You know, he he, did, he was good with Seton Hall, and he's going to be good with this new Seton Hall team. Which, I'm by not the way, saying has a really good recruiting class. I'm not saying that he's not nice as a basketball player. Yeah. Let's make that clear. I'm not saying that he can't ball. I'm not saying that he can't hoop. But there's another level when you get to the NBA, right? If you're telling you're a story, point guard. That, if you're if you're telling that you're cooking people at the NBA level, but he's cooking third stringers. He's trying to make a squad. If he's telling he's cooking Jason Kidd. If he's telling me he was, you know, cooking even the Heisman winner in Charlie Ward, who was the last Knicks player for us to, you know, I mean, if he said that, that in the story, you're starting, we're starting to be like, all right, bro, like, come yeah, on, yeah, exactly. So, so he has to make he, it, he but picked, he has to. He picked he, Brunson, bro. Yeah, you no, know he, what I'm saying. You have, to choose, you have to choose something reasonable. I'm, I agree with you. I agree with you. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm just questioning, man. That's all I am. I'm just it's fair. Questioning. It's fair. I'm just it's questioning. Fair. But you know what else is fair to question? Reports that we're getting about Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell. Oh God, yo. Can we talk about? Hold on, let me read this tweet. This is the annual. Like, this is the annual. Like, what are the Jazz gonna do, and how are the Knicks involved? <laughs> like, this is the annual, you know, cycle every single year. So hit, hit, hit me with it, man. Hit me with let it. Let me let me read this. We have Sean O'Connell, a Sirius XM host, uh, PFL play-by-play announcer. Uh, he 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 tweeted out saying, you know, and I and I'm reading word for word, starting the quote. Sean O'Connell says, I know I'm not usually a Utah Jazz breaking news guy, but a source close to the situation has informed me that Rudy Gobert is at him or me point with Donovan Mitchell and will demand that one of them be traded in the next few days. Doesn't feel they will win championship together. Rudy feels that his own numbers are consistent or getting better while Donovan is, while Donovan is a defensive liability and is falling off in terms of explosiveness. Gobert also aware of at least one Western conference power that would be willing to pay handsomely for his abilities. NBA teams never tamper dot, dot, dot in parentheses that he puts. And then he later quote tweets, Rudy Gobert who tweets every day has its new, its own new rumor with a rolling eye emoji saying, and Sean O'Connor quote t- tweets it saying, seems like the reasonable thing to share to this too. Seems like a reasonable sh- thing to share this too. So I'm looking at all these tweets. Uh, you know, of course, NBA players don't want to acknowledge things that are going down that players have requested trades or stuff like that. We had Joseph Nurkic, uh, you know, shot, uh, shoot down any uh, Damian Lillard trades and whatnot, right? And we will never know. We're not in the conversations. So it, it could be possible that he's going to do that. Be, who the hell knows? But look, man, we, we can't, we can't not look at the Utah Jazz after them playing the Dallas Mavericks and losing to the Dallas Mavericks. Like Dallas Mavericks didn't have, uh, Luka Doncic for two, three games. Right. Yo, but they had the killer, but they the had killer, the killer, Jalen Brunson. Brunson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they had Jalen Brunson. 
And you can't tell me from watching that game, like, sure, we saw Donovan Mitchell slip defensively. Like, he wasn't playing good defense for the most part of the series. And then Rudy was also getting cooked by Jalen Brunson. Like, let's not, let's not put that to the side. Let's not put that to the side. Let's put that in the forefront as well. Do you think, like, do you think this, there's any truth to this, man? Do you think someone's going to request? And if I had to guess, if I had to guess if this was a legitimate thing, right? If I had to guess, how can it not be uh, Rudy Gobert that's get, that gets traded over Donovan, over Donovan Mitchell? I think Utah would try to do everything in their power to keep uh, Mitchell. What are your thoughts? Let's first start okay. off with, do you, think this is, there's, do you think there's smoke to this? Okay, so number one, there's always smoke between Gobert and Mitchell. Whether you're watching the games... Right, where they're literally yelling at each other when 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 it's the time crunch, and you know, literally, like I'll never forget like this last one that happened where Mitchell was like walking back and Gobert's talking to him, and he's going like, "Okay, okay, I heard you, okay." Like that's the guy you hate on the basketball court. Like, dude, stop talking to me. I'm so much better than you. Right? He's like, "Bro, all right, I got you." And that demeanor means something, something because nobody's talking to Randall like that. You know what I'm saying? Like. Even if he's having the worst game, like RJ can't go up to Randall and be like, bro, fix it. Because if he did, Randall would go nuclear. But yeah. there is there is something about that power dynamic where Gobert, you know, feels that it's okay as the max player also to, you know, say something like that. And Mitchell doesn't like it. So there is a power struggle, at least on the court. Okay. Now let's talk about what we've been begging for, which is a jazz first round exit again. Okay. And so there has to be smoke, you know. To there, I don't know if it's coming from Gobert personally. Okay, I'm not going to go that far. But for that tweet to come out, I do, I do think that that's coming from. Let's just call it the organization, right? Danny Ainge is there, and he's a he's a a, a criminal mastermind. Let's call him. Okay, I don't want to trade. I don't want to trade with the Utah Jazz with Danny Ainge there, and I don't really believe anything that comes out of Utah because of him. He's that good. Okay, that's respect for me as a GM. Like I just he was he kept everything really close. And tight with the Celtics, and he's going to do that again with the Jazz. Now you're asking me, who you know, whose fault is it? Like who who would they trade, right? And that's where, honestly, at the end of the day, they, it's a it's a win win slash lose lose situation for Utah in the meaning that, yes, Donovan Mitchell, I agree with the tweet. He he is a defensive liability. I mean. If you're watching basketball, he's a defensive liability in the playoffs. It just is what it is, man. And then if you look at the opposite side, Gobert is definitely an offensive liability in the playoffs, right? It's it's obvious. And also, he's a little bit of a defensive liability. I know he's Defensive Player of the Year. Trust me, I love centers. But bear with me for one second. He's really bad on the on the stretch. He's really bad with the pick and roll. But he does clog up the paint, okay? So he he is valuable, right? If you give him a power forward... That is a stretch four. That's perfect for Gobert. He just never had it. Okay. Now flipping back to Mitchell, he's supposed to be the offensive juggernaut, right? So in a, in in a, in a great world, Gobert, you just get some rebounds, clog up the interior D. Donovan Mitchell, he'll kill with the offense. He's a liability in the defense. Oh, no problem. We'll fix that with the role players. That's the whole point. But dude, Donovan Mitchell, I don't want to. I don't want to say the comparison uh, that I've been telling you off camera, man. Because it's going to get me a lot of smoke. However, the guy I get you he murdered. Fold, he folds. He folds. He folds in, in, in the playoffs, dude. I don't know what to say. I mean, 
forget the fact that he was what was like the stat that you kept bringing up in the middle of this year he passed to Gobert like four times like, like four, two or four times something like that something silly like that <laughs> number one that like that says something but number two dude like he's supposed to be with this offensive prowess you can't shoot 21 percent from three in the first round man in a must win first round like you know the narrative you know that the team might be looking to move forward especially because there's a new regime in the front office. You know that Dan Snyder might move on too, right? There's all rumors about that as well. Mm-hmm. You know that this is a really important Quinn first Snyder. round. Quinn Snyder, not Dan sorry. Snyder. Oh, sorry, sorry. Quinn Snyder, sorry. Still a little bit in football mode. Quinn Snyder. And at the end of the day, dude, you shot 21% from three and you sucked on defense. So when you come to me and you're like, yo, you know, the Knicks, because uh, Donovan Mitchell, big Mets fan, tweeting about the Mets, as he should. You mentioned the top. They're one of the best teams in the major league right now. Them and the Dodgers, top of the NL. I mean, his pops also works for the Mets too, right? Pops played for the Mets. I'm pretty sure he he works there. I'm not sure what what capacity, but I'm sure he's affiliated in some in some way. But he he played for them. Mitchell wears Mets jerseys to press conferences. Like he he is creating smoke. So we're not being these irrational crazy fans. But I'm going to be an irrational crazy fan for one second, man. Oh boy, I don't know if I want Donovan Mitchell. Woo! I I really don't know, dude. And especially if you're going to come at me with the R.J. Barrett stuff, like don't I wouldn't like we. If, if Wouldn't trade GM, him for God. Shout out to State. <laughs> <laughs> for real though, but it, it, it's not even like that for me. But if if, if Don if the if the Jazz are calling me, Leon Rose, if Angel's calling Rose, and I'm Rose, and he's like, "Yo, I heard you guys want Mitchell. He wants to come. Let's start with RJ." I'm closing the phone. I'm honest to God, closing the phone. And then when you start talking to me about IQ, I'll say okay. You know what I mean? But then you're gonna start adding stuff to IQ. Like Randall picks, etc., because Mitchell is just all pro. No way. I, I, I know I sound insane, but dude, how much better is Mitchell than IQ? Is he two hundred million dollars better? No way. Like no way. So I, I don't know if you want to walk. I know he's your boy. He's he's from your hometown. Like I I know he's really good. I know the Knicks passed on him. So there's a lot of hard there's a lot of hard feelings here, and especially when it comes to the fact that the Knicks. Fans, Knicks organization in general has a pretty bad resume when it comes to, oh my God, we could have traded this person for this star, ended up keeping him, right? Because we thought he was going to be good. He's a bust and the star is a star, right? So I'm also weary of that. Who was the latest one? Uh, what was that? Was that Shumpert? Right, we could have we we got rid of Shumpert. We could have traded for- Shumpert for uh, Kyle Lowry. Okay, that was like the latest one that were like, oh my God, we're such idiots, right? So I, I'm weary of that. I'll be honest with you. Like, I'm weary of it. But dude, talk to me, talk to me about Donovan Mitchell in this playoff run. Like, what do you, what do you see that I don't? I like, I mean, look, I, I'll agree with you on this. Um, is he $200 million better than Emmanuel Quickly? No, like, I, he's not the max, max guy, even though he has the, the accolades, right? Like, Donovan Mitchell has the accolades. We saw him like come into this league and he, took the league over by storm, right? I mean, it was like, yo, like who, is 50 this dude? who is this dude who's the <laughs> yeah. 13th, 2017, 13th pick, and is just like uh, gangbusters. Like, we're talking about a three-time NBA All-Star, NBA All-Rookie First Team, NBA Slam Dunk uh, uh, champ, right? Even though it's kind of a mid-dunk uh, competition. <laughs> yeah. And it was right. like, all right, so he's a good player. Like, you, I'm not going to knock his resume for, for such a young player. And... When you look at it, for the most part, throughout this, throughout if you look throughout his playoff like career, he shoots really well. Like for the most part, he shot pretty well. He's been in the playoffs since he's come into the NBA. Sure, 
Then she's coming to the NBA. Not a lot of players do that and can make that type of impact. Mm-hmm. Okay, like we cannot knock that. Shout out to Gobert though, defensive player of the year for like four Yo, Go- years. Gobert adds to that, and like the entire Jazz team is a solid team. Like let's not just let's not poo poo that team. Like whether it was Connolly, Rubio, you know, whether you had Gordon Millsap. Hayward on the team, Gordon Millsap. Yo, Gobert, you have Ingles. Like, you had a lot of guys on the yeah. team that, that helped made that team. Royce O'Neal, another ge- another team. Royce um, O'Neal. Like, all oh, these guys helped make the Jazz. And you also have a good head coach in Quinn Snyder. So Jordan all that Clarkson. together. Dude, what, what, would the, what would this team even be without Jordan Clarkson in the last two years? I think they, would be, they wouldn't even make the playoffs. Like, the, guy, the guys are murdering. And, and you guys are sneaking into, you know, the playoffs. Sometimes you have good seeds. But, you know, you, you can't win a round. So that means, like, I, I was listening. Shout out to Rosillo and 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 uh, and uh, Bill, whatever the hell is like Bill Simmons. His name slipped my mind for a second. BS. Um, you know, I, I I'm not going to say I made it up, but Rosillo made such a good point on the latest podcast that I actually I I totally agree. Every NBA team needs two centers, a regular season center and a playoff center because they just they. It's just two different players that you need for those two different assignments. You know what I mean? Like Drummond sucks in the playoffs. Like he sucks. Like Gobert sucks in the playoffs. But yo, I really want Gobert and Drummond for 82 games. <laughs> they're they're monsters. Every night and night, they're gonna give me double doubles, like 15-15, a couple blocks. Like they make some spectacular plays. It's fantastic. You know? But and when it comes to the playoffs, man, you just can't have it. Like they threw Anthony Carl uh Carl Anthony Towns in there, which I don't know if I agree with. But they, they, they sure have the, you know, the stats to back that up. But, you know, the, I, there is this little stigma, man. Is, is Donovan Mitchell a playoff guard? Like, is he a playoff guard, bro? Cause I know that. I think, see, yeah, I think he's a to... playoff guard at the end of the day, even though he, he falls out. He's a regular season guy. He's not by, I believe in him, but is, is Donovan Mitchell a playoff guard, man? I think the thing, like, we have to understand, like, who he was competing with in 2017 to now. Like, we're talking about the Golden State Warriors at that time, right? You're not going past the Warriors during the 2017 with Kevin Durant. No, it was early. Oh, it was, it was a KD year. Okay. Yeah, KD. Like you're not going. Th- you're not going through. All, this. all those years are like mixed up. 2017, 2017, 2018, 2018, 2019. You're not. You're not beating yeah. the KD, Steph, Clay, Warriors with Draymond, all those guys. But you shouldn't be the eighth no. seed, bro. Don't be the eighth seed. Then you know what I'm trying to say. Like, don't be the eighth seed. That's not. But doesn't matter. Like, <laughs> honestly, but at the end of the day, you're not being the Rockets with James Harden at that time either, and Chris Paul. You're not. You're not. You're not taking those guys down. Why not? I also look they at suck. who. I also look at. I also look at who they're competing with. He's still a playoff guard. Like he's taking. You'll take you farther than anyone that we've had in a long time sure, as a guard. Sure. Right? That's the thing. That, that there. I don't want to mince words and say, "Oh, you. You're saying that Donovan Mitchell sucks." No, I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. I agree. Is he the, is he one, the $200 million guy that you max fully max out? No, and, he's not, and he's what, not that guy. What are you going to surround him with, bro? First of all, we have to trade for him. We're going to get fleeced in a trade, but what are you going to surround him with? Uh, and by the way, can, when I say, when I say, we can't have max, a good center, we can't have say, an all, all pro defensive center apparently doesn't, isn't enough. Well, okay. By, Mike Conley isn't enough. We don't have Mike Conley, bro. We've never had Mike Conley. It's not enough. Ricky Rubio. Well, I agree with you. Ricky Rubio. Donovan it's Mitchell. Donovan Jordan Mitchell. Clarkson. We don't have Jordan Clarkson, bro. We don't have these guys. And so if you're going to come in and, and you're going to tell me you're going to help me and I tell you, bro, I can't even get you the help support that you have in the Jazz. What are we doing? Like we're just but signing up for thing, five right? years of misery, bro. So it comes down to it comes down to what are you trading to get Donovan Mitchell? And I think his asking price has dropped dramatically. You're not going to what you're oh, paying really? during the regular season. 
I don't think you can still be. There's no way you can ask for that. That's interesting. That I don't think is going to happen because I can't because this playoff series, it wasn't as bad as his second year in the league, but you can always attribute to like sophomore slump, that type of stuff, whatever. It was bad. He shot 39.8% from the field, uh, this playoff series with 22 attempts, bro. 22 attempts. Man was bricking. All right. He shot so bad. He shot 20.8% from three off of eight attempts. Dude, I'll never, I'll never forget. Dude, what's still amazing three. though, but what's still, what's still amazing is that he still averaged 25 and a half points with an effective field goal percentage of 43.6. Sure. I don't, I don't know how he did it, but he did it. <laughs> it's obviously high volume that he's doing. And again, he obviously gets to the line too. He's a truck. He averages about seven attempts per, per time in, in the playoffs. Minimum you're going to get from him in the playoffs at this point is seven attempts at the free throw line. Can I ask you a question though? What's so, his usage? What was his usage, bro? Because that's what I'm worried about. Like you always bring it up when we're bringing free agents in here. Oh, it's going to be high. Traded players in here. And if his usage is so high and they can't win the damn game, then what are we talking about, man? You know what I'm trying well, to say? What I are hear- we talking about? I feel you. We're and gonna the thing lose is, to. We're gonna lose in the first You're not gonna round. like it. You're not gonna like it. <laughs> What's his usage? You're not gonna like it. <laughs> what is it? Let's just say. <laughs> Let's just say it. Let's just say that this man has a 34 and a half percent usage. Oh my God. Dude. And by the way, by the way, here, here's the best part, and you're gonna really Please. hate this. You're gonna hate I'm gonna this tell one. You. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna. You're, say oh, you're gonna hate this one. I'm not done yet. I'm not done yet. Because. I could say that it's a it's very high. Like if you just hear thirty percent, it's a very high usage. That means a third of your offense is running through him. But amongst combo guards, according to Queen of the Glass, he's number one in usage. Bro, I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna say it. I I hit it for as long as possible. I I I didn't even see the usage rate. He's uh he's a lot like uh, RW in the playoffs, man. Stop. He's a lot like RW. Stop. He is. He's RW in the playoffs. Why not? He has an amazing this regular season. season. Sure. Listen, I'm not- he has an ama- every season he has an amazing regular season. All pro. Can't stop him. Now you go play defense in the in the playoffs. They the other team, you know, uh they they study you, they have a game film on you, and then he's his usage stays the same and he stinks. They don't win games, bro. I, I, oh, dude, hold, I'm hold, so hold, off. I'm hold. so off the trade, the mellow trade for for Mitchell. I'm so, like literally. I don't uh, think maybe, it will maybe be, eight though. weeks ago. Eight weeks ago. Eight weeks ago, you called me with Randall IQ. Oh, I know. We were talking all my about draft, it. all my draft picks, and we'll call it a day. You can even have like Burks because they love Burks so much because he drops like thirty on them every time he plays them. No problem. Take all those guys. Give me Mitchell back. We'll call it a day. Now, dude, I'm having trouble. Like. IQ, I'm, I'm having trouble trading IQ. I swear to God, I'm having trouble trading IQ. I'm having trouble with the first round pick. I'm just having trouble with it. Like I'm not, I'm not just handing it over now because I'm staring at Donovan Mitchell. And I'm like, dude, what, what are you gonna do for me? Like you're gonna win me some regular season games? I, We've been there, bro. Randall wins me regular season games. Yeah, yeah. yeah Seriously, yeah. not this year, but yeah, the last, not the first. He's been here for three seasons. He only did it once. <laughs> Whatever, bro. I at least mean, Donovan he, Mitchell. Hold on. At least Donovan. Get Mitchell. out in the first round. Both of them. Let me, say, so, let me say this. Let me, let me say this. On teams, and this is why I'm not off Donovan Mitchell. Like, and you're not, you're not alone. There's a lot of people who would not trade for Donovan Mitchell right now. You're it's not alone. It's not that I hate him. It's not that I hate him. I'm not saying that you do. I'm nervous. I'm not saying that you do. 
And there's a good amount of Knicks fans who are off him right now because of the fact of how much you'd have to trade to get him. And that's totally understandable. That is understandable. It's not saying you wouldn't take Donovan Mitchell on this team. You don't want to get Donovan Mitchell for the amount of assets it's going to cost to get a guy with a high usage rate who leads in all combo guards in usage and then kind of dwarfs in the playoffs, especially this season. My response is this. We need somebody who can get us to that line throughout the season. Are you trading Donovan IQ Mitchell? or RJ? Oh, hold on. Are you trading uh, IQ or RJ? No. What am I? What are we, okay. Maybe, maybe, well, maybe IQ, but I'm not doing RJ. Okay. So uh, we, we've at least moved past that platform, but now we're still... Eight weeks ago, I told you IQ, you would have been like, bro, I'll, I'll drive him. And now we're like, we don't know. RJ, no. IQ, I'm, I would consider based on what else is. It's always like what else is going in there. But I hear you. But all I'm saying is that on, this Knicks, on the Knicks team, you need a guy who can carry you to that line, which is the playoffs. We don't have that dude. If you're t- what you need after that is that guy is another guy who can help make it easier for them in the playoffs. Rudy Gobert is not that guy in the playoffs, okay? He's not this great, uh, like, elite center offensively that's going to help carry a team. Let's be real with the Utah we could, Jazz. We could do better. We could do better than Jordan Clarkson. Honest to God, we could do better than Jordan Clarkson. Or Jordan Clarkson is a six man, though. He's a six man. Bro, we don't have that. You know what I'm saying? He has I, a I guy hear you. That, that's here but to help. We're, we're, not, but we're not ending. But we're not, but we're not ending building with Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is not, like, the last piece. I would be, I'd cry if he was the last piece. Cause I just, I don't think Knicks that's going to offer that the Jazz can't, man. What can the Knicks possibly, in the best case scenario, within the next three years, you know, I know we can't, you know, really foreshadow two, three years because we don't even know what's going to happen this offseason if we're being real. That's why we're talking about this. But dude, in your estimation, what the hell can the Knicks offer that the Jazz can't? They have an all pro defensive guy. They had the sixth man of the year. They have one, they have one of the all time best point guards, right? No, no matter how you slice it, they have, you know, three and D players that they let go and bring back. Like they have everything, bro. And they can't win the playoff series. Like I, I know well, I sound crazy. I, well, I know this is the John you. contrarian that everyone's going to freak out about, but dude, I, I just don't know about Donovan Mitchell. I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on him anymore. I'm I really hear not. you. Uh, let me ask you this though. In that starting in that starting lineup, outside of Donovan Mitchell, who are you relying on a consistent night to night basis for offense outside of Donovan Mitchell? On the Jazz, yeah, Clarkson. I'm saying starting starting unit. He's a, he's a six uh, man. Yeah, well, I'm just, well, he, he would be the first person off the bench. On on the Jazz, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not looking though. at their stats, but I'm I'm just like thinking about watching the games. They You're relying on either Joe Ingles. Or like well, Ingles didn't play. Well, they, you know, Ingles didn't play and they were still fine. But they would always just, they always just kick it to the corner and then they bounce past it into Gobert if they need it. Or honest to God, like Gobert cleans up a lot of stuff. That's why, like your original question of like Gobert or Mitchell, dude, Gobert is a deodorant for this team, a straight oh, up deodorant, yeah. man. And so he cleans up boards. He plays, he clogs up, he makes teams have to hit threes and play that pick and roll. You know what I mean? And he just can't help himself. He can't do it. He can't do both, but he's still, you know, he's doing his best. He's not Jericho Sims out there. You know what I'm saying? Running to half court and coming back. <laughs> but he clogs up the middle a heck of a lot better than Sims. Hey, you know hey, what I mean? Let me finish this up. For, for Jazz don't have a second offensive guy in that starting unit. Jordan Clark, Clarkson leads that bench unit. They need someone in the sec. Like, if you watch any other team, right? If I said, hey, man, if they if you told me Tobias Harris was on uh the Jazz, I'd be like, eh, maybe a little bit more. But like, if you have like, let's look at Philly right now. They have 
we could talk about how bad Harden's been, but God, if you had Harden and Embiid, <laughs> you listen to the, if you had Harden, Harden and Embiid, that's ridiculous. You have Kyrie and Kevin Durant, right? You have Tatum and Brown, right? You have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. You talk. Well, I'm I'm naming two guys. Like there, there's at least two I guys. We can these, talk about. I hate all these teams except for the second to last one you mentioned, except for Brown and Tatum. I hate all those. I hate. Every single one of those those pairings. No, I hear you. I hear you. I'm not talking about the team, but I'm, I'm just saying, like, listen to the two guys I'm naming, right? They're top-tiered guys. Mm-hmm. Top-tiered offensive scores that we're talking about. I say Donovan Mitchell, there's nobody else. He needs some – he – I'm not saying – I'm saying he is – he needs some help, even though he has, like, a really good team. I have team. a question. I have a question. How do you think that Donovan Mitchell would do with, say, James Harden? Let's put him there. Let's put a good James Harden It there. wouldn't work. No, that wouldn't, wouldn't work. work. Okay, let's put him with Kyrie. It wouldn't work. You know, it would maybe work with Kevin Durant because of who Kevin Durant is. But Mitchell, dude, I'm telling you, the more I think about it, the more he's like RW, man. I don't know if he could use a a guy who, you know, wants the ball. Are you saying, are you saying, are you saying that he's too ball dominant? Are you saying that he's too ball dominant that it's hard to pair him with somebody? Yeah, with a, with a, with a type of guy that you want that you're talking about right now. Yeah, but he's, he needs, the Jazz know exactly what he needs, man. He needs a six man to just score at will when he sits down. He needs three and D guys in the starting lineup, right? And he needs a def- he needs a center to get his boards. And honestly, to pick up when the guy gets by him. Like if you notice, all of the the role players for the Jazz all play defense. All of them. The number one thing they do is play defense. Why? Because their number one guy who gets the most just doesn't. You I mean, I, I mean, at the end of the day. Let's keep it a buck, and then we can move on to Rudy Gobert. Because I got a question on Rudy Gobert. Yeah. We can move on with this. To keep it a buck, if my guy has also got to score a lot and then play defense, it's a lot. It's a lot to ask. I'm just saying. I'm just oh. saying. Oh. I'm just saying. Most guys can't even do it. And this I don't NBA? want that crap on my team, bro. I don't want that crap on my That's going to roll with Tibbs? Bro. Tibbs is, is going to trade is for that? Tibbs going to be the guy he's here all long term, or is it okay with well, Johnny he's here. Bryant? He's here right now. He's here right now. So he's not. He's, no That's way, what, bro. You're going to... You, you're gonna call me like, bro. I don't know if he's gonna play defense, but you'll he'll he'll use the you'll have thirty five. Or maybe, usage. or maybe like, he wants on, to play, de- or maybe he's not playing defense so that way he can lower his trade value to get out of Utah and come to the Knicks. Listen, man, if you're gonna tell me that he's just pissed off at the Jazz and he and he just needs a new beginning, I am with you. But do not give me what he's been putting up. You have to tell me that things will change because X Y Z. I think they will. Usually it happens. Usually it happens. Guys he, go. Guys go to. Guy, for the most part, guys goes to new situations, and if it works out, listen, man. I, be, I don't know if I've been listening to it too much, Rosillo, but every time they grade a, they grade a deal, all these players that go that are disgruntled and go to a new squad, nothing, zip, no, no wins, nothing, just nonsense to the new team. Think about it. Think about the last like five that I can name off the top of my head: Harden, we have uh, KD, oh. Kyrie, uh, who else? Who else? Uh, Kyle oh, Lowry. Kyle Lowry, like all the players who are disgruntled and and move on. Was like, Lowry just, disgruntled in Toronto? Andre Drummond, yeah, he wanted he wanted to stay. Right, that was the whole thing. I, I don't know that, that that those these are my. I'm just I'm just trying to you know objectively talk about the NBA because I know what it looks like from the Knicks fan perspective. We want everyone, and if you don't, you're an idiot. I'm just I'm just thinking as an NBA fan because I want to get into other NBA stuff with you. So it's, we mentioned so- it. Let's keep let's keep moving. Let's keep moving because I've got a question on Rudy Gobert. We can touch because I don't I I don't think it's really real. I don't think it's that realistic for Rudy Gobert. I, don't, I think if the Knicks are in on somebody, it's Donovan Mitchell over Rudy. Nobody's trading for a two hundred million dollars center. Thank you. Okay, 
But nobody. As much as, and I agree with you, Rudy would clean up a lot. Yeah. A lot. He would That's mask right. a lot of it. He'd we be can't like, afford him. It'd be like getting Tyson Chandler all over yeah. again. Yeah. Sounds great. We can't afford him. What do you yeah. A Randall contract doesn't even come close to it. Yeah, no. And by, and I would never ask for a $200 million center to begin with. So it's, it's too much. But they all obviously right. regret paying him 200 mil. All right. So let's keep this thing moving because we got two other guys that are still in the playoffs. Jalen Brunson, man. I mean, we mentioned, Rick Brunson. The, mentioned his pops. Exactly. Dude, he's a beast. Dude. I, I love him. I honestly, I, I don't know what else to say. I love Jalen Brunson. The way he, the way he's maneuvering himself in the playoffs. I mean, the, I was a little worried. I'll be honest. I was worried that he was a, just a, another, uh, Brunson Arroyo. Is this first name Brunson? An, uh, uh, another Arroyo for, um, or the, the little Puerto Rican kid from, uh, that was playing on Dallas that was killing it for point guard. I really thought that maybe Dallas just breeds these types of guards, these, these small guys, and they just, uh, have, you know, these flashes in the playoffs. They pay him. And then it's really, he's just really a backup point guard. I was worried about it. Also, they got Spencer Dinwiddie. I was like, bro, what are they see that I don't? Right. If they're worried about Luca, they got Jalen. Why are they bringing in Dinwiddie? I think they brought in Dinwiddie so they could see if they'd be able to manage Jalen Brunson leaving. That's what I'm really starting to see because he's murdering. There's no way they could afford him. I, I, I at this point, I am a hundred percent convinced he's not staying in Dallas. And if that's the case, it becomes like a 65, 70% chance he's going to the Knicks. In, in, in my estimation, I really, it would be, General manager, like, what's the word? Incompetency. If we trade our whole team for Donovan Mitchell. Meanwhile, Donovan Mitchell and RJ Barrett is disgusting to me on the basketball court. Absolutely awful. <laughs> right? And on the other side, we could have had Jalen Brunson, a point guard who plays defense, who breaks through playoff defenses, who could hold a team in a playoff series, honestly, a series. I know it was only a couple of games and he got shut down a little bit towards the end, but he could hold the series. He could hold three games out of seven. That's a series for me, you know? Uh, it would be agreed. And he doesn't have an ego. There's no way he has an ego, right? He's a third string point guard right now and he's killing. Where's the ego, right? I, I need him. I need Jalen Brunson, especially if you're going to bring me to the table and say, here, you want to trade for Donovan Mitchell? Sorry. If you want to trade for Donovan Mitchell or do you want to sign Jalen Brunson for... Too much money. Too much. 25 mil. It's too much. It's too much. I agree. I, especially when you asked me last year about Van Fleet and we're like, yo, 22, too much, too much. Was it too much? Uh, the salary cap going up, bro, give it to him. We have no other options for three years, bro. Give him a three-year contract. He's not taking uh, three years. He's taking four years. You're signing, you're signing, you're signing Brunson for four years. No problem. The fourth year will be an expiring deal if he stinks. Like these, are, this is no problem, man. There's no point guard coming to the Knicks within three years, four years. This is not coming. He's, he's not available. He's not here. I like Jalen Brunson, and I was on the train, be, like banging the drum for Jalen Brunson too early on. But the way Emmanuel quickly closed out the season, man, this is where it's a little tough. This, this, honestly, what quickly did to end the season makes it tough, not only as a fan, but also. Like, I can only imagine the front office right now because there is just so much going on. Like, all right, we just saw quickly, like, improve as a playmaker. He got a shot back. He's grabbing boards, playing good on-ball defense. 
But then you look over here, the guy that you've been wanting this entire time in the playoffs, bro. 24 points, 24 points, 23 points, 31 <laughs> points, 41 points, 24 points, right? Well, look at his usage. You're, <laughs> and he's playing right next to Luca. <laughs> yeah. Well, right. And when Luca's not there, you know, when Luca wasn't there for, for game two, he put up 41 points and needed third oh, game to win again. He put up 31 points. Luca comes back. They lose by one point. One and point. That was a, that was a, that was a Spencer Dinwiddie three that he hit twice already to win ball games. Like he just missed it. They could have won that game too. And, and the thing is like you watch Jalen Brunson, you see that he's crafty. He's so good, man. When he get when he gets into the paint, he's he averages, bro, in the paint, two so points. Nasty. He's averaging fifty four point five percent. Yo, nasty. he yo his footwork top tier. Defense not elite, but solid enough to get you by for a guy. Who's, Mitchell, who's small. Yeah, good three point <laughs> shot. Good three point shot. All right, he's averaging thirty seven percent off of three attempts per game. Like he's, I love him. I like, love him. And I, he's giving you 16 points during the regular season. And the dude has stepped up in the playoffs. You cannot knock playoff performances, especially when you're playing against a tough Utah Jazz team that's coached really well. And you're going and you're finishing against Rudy Gobert. Yeah. Right? Rudy Gobert, who, by the way, on the regular season, according to Queen in the Glass, is a minus 8.2, which is in the 99th percentile. Uh, for point defensive points per possession, a minus 8.2. He's one of the de- best defensive <laughs> bigs out there to stop players. But yet you have a six foot guard getting in there and finishing and getting shots up. That just tells me a lot, man. Tells me a lot about him as a player. And you watch how he's able to work off ball with Luca. And so when you see, especially when he's averaging 12 field goals per game, like just attempts, yo, you could tell me you, and getting you 16. You can fit him next to anybody. He doesn't need the ball that much and can help others get into there. I hear you 100% on that. You hit it. You answered your own question. You just answered your own question. He could play with anyone, dude. He's not going to stop IQ. But, Who is going to stop IQ is Mitchell, bro. First of all, we're going to have to trade him. But even if he played together, dude, he would. He would really- uh, there's, a, there's a guy on the team that will stop him. His name is Tom Thibodeau. He does not play two small guards next to each other. If they're good, he would, man. He played. Listen, he played. I know he's not small, but he played Jimmy Butler. You know, together at the same time as Rose, when Butler was just another guard, right? Before he kind of moved up into the defensive, you know, three and D. Really if you're telling me, guy. if you're telling me that I get to see uh, 30 minutes from both Brunson and IQ on a nightly basis, sign me up. Like, that's not even a question. But I think that's going to be hard. I, I don't think it would be 30-30 split. I think IQ would obviously get less. But, but what if he just plays the, the six-man role? Like, who cares? That's tough, man. It's tough. That's tough to sell, man. The, I don't want because I don't want thing, IQ starting point guard. I'm sorry. I want him. To, I want him to my bench point guard. I, then, I know. Then, I, then it's go, then he's gone after the rookie contract, man. He's getting traded. He's not. He's he's got. Why, dude? If we're if we're successful, there's no way he's going anywhere. If he's coming in and he's controlling the offense for you know 25, 30 minutes a game or whatever it is, 26 do think, minutes. Do you think this team because his contract's going to expire? He's going to his yeah. third. He's got one more after this. Do you think the Knicks are going to be solid enough in two years where it's like, I can take, I could take a backseat role to Jalen Brunson, or I think I have my, like, he's also, he's also Listen, human. Dude, he's also in two human. years, in two years, we're going to know a lot about this team. We're either, we're either moving, we're either this team has progressed and we're moving forward, or it's a complete restart. New coach, new, new everything, new guards, right? New, new centers, new everything in two All years. I'm saying, man, it's hard That's, to say, it's hard to say that. It's hard to look at quickly and see what he did 
and then say we're gonna go with Brunson because I feel if it was a different coach, honestly, if it was a okay. different coach, because you okay. have quickly was averaging 28 minutes by the end of the season. You can't just cut that back to being a six man. Okay, but if you're so worried about IQ, then why you it's either you trade him for Donovan Mitchell or you keep him and you actually give him a starting point guard in Jalen Brunson. So well, that's the thing. It, what, what, in any what, case, I'd rather keep him. You know what I'm trying to say? Like I would love does, to. Keep, I, I'm not saying I don't want Mitchell but, but. and RJ Barrett makes me want to throw up. I don't know what else to tell you. <laughs> that We're makes not even on the top up. anymore. We're off. That. That's going to be the top. most least efficient offense in the history of history. We are <laughs> off that topic. We are off <laughs> well, that topic. Well, you, you're getting rid We're of talking about Brunson and quickly at this point, and yeah, I you're think getting it's rid of very, I think it's very difficult for the front office to be. I get the whole like if I'm I'm team first before individual player. 100%. If they get Jalen Brunson, I'll be rooting for Jalen Brunson the day he puts, the day he holds up that jersey, he's standing next to the coach and whatever. 100%. I love, but I love Jalen and IQ, bro. Oh my God. That sounds amazing to me. Yeah, but I just sounds don't see amazing. Someone's been, someone's been well, getting cut. Listen, Tibbs, Tibbs played D Rose in IQ when he could and he was upset that that couldn't happen this year. I, I think he doesn't mind playing two guards, to be honest with you. I, I don't think that's an issue. I know I he just, brought that up, but now I'm thinking about it. I don't think that's an issue for him. I really don't. Not as a starter. Not as a starter. Like, you're not going to start Jalen Brunson in IQ. That's just terrible. Like, you're going to get killed by big point guards and shooting guards. You know what I'm saying? You can't do it. But, dude, that's, having IQ off the bench, that's nasty, bro. That's nasty. That's so That's good. a good point. That's a good point that you brought. I'll give you that. That's a very good point that you brought up with uh, D. Rose and uh, Quick playing together. Okay? Or Burks. Burks and anyone. <laughs> that's our point guard. Burks is a wing. Burks is a wing. I'm not, I'm not, I'm talking, I'm talking, because okay, the whole point is that. You know, we, we saw it with Kemba, right? Tibbs is, Tibbs is not going to play two small guards next to each other. That's the whole thing we heard last season. We're not going to get a D-Rose-Kemba combination. You're not, we got D-Rose and Quick, which is a very good thing to point out. I, I'm just curious to how that's all going to work out. I'm just curious like, if, that, if that does happen. I think the Knicks are going to try to get Brunson. He's an unrestricted free agent um, this offseason. But the thing is that the Knicks have... They're, they're capped out. So they have to trade guys, sign and trade in order to get to absorb that contract. So that's where the whole tricky point comes in. I don't believe Cuban saying he's not going to be open. Mavs can't afford it, bro. Look, let's keep, let's keep it real for, for the Mavs. You can't tell me that you're going to be able to move Reggie Bullock, Tim Hardaway Jr. and everybody else on that team. Before Jalen Brunson, like Jalen Brunson is like the easiest guy, and he's gonna want, yeah. he's gonna want a hundred, he's gonna want a hundred million dollar contract. Okay, if you're he with Dallas, if you're staying with Dallas, you're not taking the discount. You're not taking the home team discount. And what sucks for Dallas it's gonna be less is, than a hundred, huh? I think it's gonna be less than a hundred. Uh, maybe depends. I don't think so with Dallas though. If they you they wouldn't give him a J, you okay? Last thing, last thing. We you just said we have to trade. You, if, if, if they call you and say, we want Julius Randle, bring him home, right? Uh, Worldwide West and Julius Randle were at the Dallas versus Jazz game. Everybody's screaming that it was because of the Jazz. In my estimation, it was because of Dallas, man, and Brunson. And it's almost like when, when NFL, you know, uh, coaches go and recruit, you know, the linebacker, and they're like, oh my God, who's that guard? That just blocked that linebacker every play. You know, I really feel like that's what happened because Jalen Brunson went nuts that game. And they're like, bro, I know we're talking and thinking about Mitchell, but this guy Brunson's insane. So my question to you is, are you giving Brunson a Randall contract? Like, you know, sign trade for Randall. Am I giving Brunson a Randall contract? Yeah. That's not even a question. I would give, I would, I, 
Oh, whoa, 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 whoa. Hold on. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I see where you're going with this. No. That's what I'm saying. I'm sorry. The, and the reason why I say no is because I just realized what's going on here. <laughs> I would say I, I, I just realized what's going on. I had a brain fart. Uh, no, I'm not giving him a Randall contract. $25 million over four years. A little rich for my blood. $25 listen, million a year. It's listen, very man. rich. If Dallas says, yo, give me Randall, we'll sign and trade you Jalen Brunson. Don't bro. get me wrong. Brunson's I'm not hanging up. I'm not Randall. hanging up. I'm not hanging up. Even if, they, even if they had to do something, I'm leaving the phone on the hook, bro. I'm not hanging up that phone. I like, think I would have Randall to. For Jalen I think Brunson I would have to. On the contract? I, I think I would have to. I think I'd have to match that contract just to get off a of Randall and then get Brunson. I think in that situation, I would. But I would hate it because I really don't want to give Jalen Brunson that type of like that is a lot, bro. Listen, man. Though I agree with you up to, the, but we have to learn from our mistakes. How dumb do we feel for not wanting uh, Fred Van Fleet? Oh I no, I want. I know we wanted Fred Van Fleet. No, but you said for a price, and we were like, oh, yeah, like the twenty-five mil. We don't know, blah blah blah. And now it's cheap. Literally, uh, <laughs> like I agree with you. Later, Look, the next cheap. CBA, it's going to be like it's going to be cheap, dude. Jalen Brunson contract is going to be cheap within two years, man. Within two years, it's going to be a bargain. That's a good what point. What if he's good? What if he's good at basketball? What if the Knicks have a good starting point guard, man? I'm gonna he's good at desk over. You know what I'm saying? We have a, a starting point guard. Oh my god, like that. That makes me want to like rip but off it, my know, shirt and be, jump around. Comical. You know, be comical in Knicks fashion. The one guy that we overspend on is actually not good. <laughs> We're always worried about that. That's the whole thing. And that's why I'm trying this year to be a little more conscious of it because of the Red Van Fleet. I've, that, since we've been doing this podcast, that was a, that was a really big decision, right? It was, like we, we, we never totally had a meeting. About Chris we, Paul. We never, had, we we never totally, had a meeting, but if the Knicks said, hey, we're going to pay you 100, he was going to come down. Yeah, I'm going to take from, from, from the Knicks fan perspective. Like we were, yeah. we were all over Chris Paul. We got killed for that. Turned out to be sort of right. <sighs> Don't even get me started on Chris Paul. And I think we were got, wrong about got, Van Fleet. I got, oh man, I got, I, I, think I, was, we were wrong. I was like, oh, half he and breaks half. 50%. Down. Alex, you're 50%. We were right on Chris Paul. We were wrong on Van Fleet. Okay. I'm be, let's be honest. So let's hopefully let's hit with Brunson. But the last guy who, you know, we had a great podcast. Um, shout out to Joe Molinax. Shout out to him, SB Nation, uh, previously, uh, with the Memphis Grizzlies page. And still is. It's not over yet. It's not over oh, yet. Okay. He's still there. He's, he's, still he's with them for the last run. This last playoff. Okay. Run. While we're it. in the playoffs here. And dude, the last guy is Tyus Jones. And I think he's, you know, what's funny, dude, whether it's Jalen Brunson, I won't say Donovan Mitchell. I'll say whether it's Jalen Brunson or Tyus Jones, he, they kind of are who we thought they were. Right. Jalen Brunson obviously ex- exceeded a little bit, but Tyus Jones also like on the other side, like to even that out kind of, eh, Underwhelmed us a little bit. He is just a backup point guard, right? He is just a backup point guard. I know he played I mean, well. Like this is my whole thing with with, with Ty Jones, man. Is that he's great, like true traditional point guard, but and he can give you some spot starts when um, John Morant's out. But it's like when we had uh, JD on here. I said he's a change of pace point guard. He's like your change of pace running back. Like you're when you watch John Michael Morant, Carter. Let's go, yeah. Brees Hall. <laughs> When you watch John Morant, John Morant, who led the league this season in points in the paint, he led the he led the entire league amongst That's big right. Led the league with uh, what was it with sixteen point six points in the paint this season. Led the league. That's nice. That's nice. When you have someone who's that fast, and Mitchell Robinson in the paint, dude. Mitchell Robinson can't miss. This guy's best in the paint. That's that's nice. I like that. Um. 
just not not I'm not talking about finishing. I'm just talking about like getting points in the paint. Just that's what I'm saying. But I'm saying he gets points in the paint, and Mitchell Robinson is leading uh, breaking records for the most Queenie. efficient player, and we yeah. know that he's in the paint. So that's, yeah. that's kind of nice. That's kind of nice. Yeah. So when you watch uh, when you watch Ja and being when he's that aggressive, that fast, and then you go from that when you go from a guy who's that relentless to eh, let me just be a little bit more methodical, careful with the ball. Changes the you know whole what, dynamic of a team, man. <laughs> you know what I've realized? You know what I've realized, Alex? That this decision for these for the Knicks, and we're, I'm just gonna say these are the three point guards that are. Let me ask you this: It what? comes down to IQ. Okay, here we go. And you're you're reading my mind. Okay, let's get to this. It comes down to IQ. So let's you get let's get to IQ this. for Mitchell. So you're not doing right? that. You 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 bend. You put IQ as a six man and star Jalen Brunson, or you start IQ and you have Tyus Jones as the backup. Like choose. Okay. That's it. That, that, that's I love it. how you brought it's that what, up. It's so, how we feel about so, IQ. So if you have Tyus Jones and Emmanuel quickly, you're starting Emmanuel quickly, the point guard. Yes. yes. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. But that, you, that's really, I honestly, like, I'm it just like, this just manifested to me, right? Like, I'm telling you, I think that this decision comes down to what the Knicks want to do with Emmanuel quickly. Oh, well, that's what I'm saying. It's like, this is very difficult. This is, uh, and that's all I'm saying. I'm not, like, I've been, I choose the middle. I choose number two. I choose door number two. <laughs> Jalen Brunson. You sure you don't want to take this? You don't. You sure you don't want this box with that may have a, uh, a point guard in it? <laughs> <laughs> Shout out the Family Guy. Uh, but listen, like, I, dude, did you forget what IQ looked like in the first half of the year and in the summer league? Like, did you forget? I didn't. But the thing is, like, some guys finish the season strong and then come back. Like, you know who did that? Jordan Poole. <sighs> I'm not. Whoa, 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 whoa. That don't don't make. I'm not saying he's gonna be. As no, nice. I'm not on the Jordan Poole train. I'm sorry. I'm what? Not, I know. I know. I know. Whoa. I know. I know. Whoa. I'm the guy on the planet. I know. All right, this everyone. Be this is an emergency notification. Take. We're ending this podcast. We're not running it Listen, anymore. This I is- understand. I understand. But I have a question. If he doesn't have the best two guards, you know, in the modern era, is he Jordan Poole? Like, I, I, I it's, it's tough for me to see that. I'm just saying, like, you I put mean, him on may, Memphis. I mean, whole, yes, it makes life a lot easier for Jordan Poole. Wow, that was way off tangent. It makes life yeah. a lot easier, but still, he was still being productive at the end of last season without Clay Thompson. I'm just saying, Jordan Poole's on the Knicks, even though he did bad last year. Oh, I yeah. don't think he's Jordan Poole. That's what I'm saying. And 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 on top of that, on top of that, as a Knicks and a Jets fan, like closing out the season in a good fashion after playing horrific for three fourths of it, that I man. Mean, that is, you believe in Zach a Wilson? New York fan. <laughs> that's, that's what I'm saying every year. Whether it's Sam Darnold having fantastic oh, end of the season, man. whether it's Zach Wilson, which you're I'm really doing this to me. Not, whether it's you know the IQ every year, OB <sighs> at the end of last year, like every year, bro. Every oh, year, well, we well, have well, actually, there's a good example. Yeah, Obi Toppin. Yeah. Oh, fair, fair. oh, that's actually a really fair. good example. Fair. Good. Finished the season off strong in the playoffs. Came back, looked really good, and ended even stronger. I have no agenda here, bro. I'm just, I'm just saying what I, what I see, what I witness. Okay, I have no agenda. I don't. I want the Knicks to be good. <laughs> okay, like, like, that's my agenda here. Uh, so you and me both. <laughs> you and me both. Which one are you going to? You know, I'm taking door number two. <sighs> I need to hear from the Tridecaster because because Donna Mitchell's his boy from Westchester. Nah, that door number one is not happening. Oh, all right. Oh, if I had to choose, oh, so you're, oh, I see where you're, right, I see where it's going. If I had to choose between door number one, door number two, or door number three. Yeah. One I'll take door number two again. I'm taking door number, I'm not taking Tyus Jones. I'm not taking that. I'm taking Jalen Brunson all day. But, the, like, but that, but that puts IQ on the bench. 
Yeah, but if you're if I have to, if I have to select between those three doors, yeah, I'm I'm saying I'm taking I'm taking some, I'm taking the best player for the best price. Is it's he the best price though? Yes, relative to what you have, rel- relative to what you have to pay for Donovan Mitchell, and relative to what you're getting out of Tyus Jones, best price for best player. But like, you get the start you get IQ. The you get the start IQ, and he's happy, and the fans are happy. Yeah, but Tyus Jones doesn't move the needle for me that Not much. Enough. Fair. We're on the same page. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to you hit all me, the you angles. Gave me three, you gave me three options so that no one just kill me over here. John's saying door number one, I get Donovan Mitchell with RJ, but we, we trade, trade IQ, IQ, but we have to trade our IQ. Door number two is Jalen Brunson and we keep IQ and Jalen starts. Or door number three, we get IQ to start and get Tyus Jones. I'm not about door number three. I like Tyus Jones. To be honest with you, I'm more, I'm two, three, one. Yeah. No, I'm, uh, nah, I could see that. I would probably be. Dude, Donald Mitchell and R.J. Barrett? It's rough. That's rough. Bro, bro. Like, right up the stories. Write them up now. Like, you're mad at Chris Berman now? I'm sorry, Chris Berman. Matt Berman now? Mark, Mark Berman. Berman now? <laughs> sorry. Tough day. So I'm way into football mode. You're, talking about, you're mad about Mark Berman now? Imagine when the two most inefficient players <laughs> play in a, on one team? Dude. It's going to be bad news, Bears. The Chicago Bears so- are angry that you said that. <laughs> Dude, it's going to be bad news, Bears, man. All right. I'm telling you. Let's, let's wrap this thing up, though. Let's wrap this thing up because uh, we got oh, some God. playoff basketball happening right now. We just had round two started yesterday. We had the, the Boston Celtics lose to the Milwaukee Bucks, and then we had the uh, – Golden State Warriors defeat uh, the National Basketball Association referees. Oh, I'm sorry. They beat the <laughs> Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, so we got another slate of games tonight. Uh, as we're recording, they're starting right now. We got uh, the Philadelphia 76ers against the Miami Heat. And then the other matchup is the Phoenix Suns against the – why am I blanking on that? Uh, the Dallas Mavericks. So, John, uh, I'll give you first – uh, who, what are your what are your predictions for all these series? Let's start off with uh, Buck Celtics. Four two Milwaukee. They're gonna lose game two to Boston, and they're gonna lose game five to Boston. Okay, okay. What do you got? We're going. To, I'm going. All, okay. Go ahead. Okay. What do you got? Okay. Sure. We'll do. We'll do series by series. Yeah. I got the Bucks in, in six. I'm I'm with you. Okay. So same four two. You yeah. have the same losses too. Nah, uh, I don't think it's gonna be the two. same. I don't think it's gonna be the same. I think Boston's probably gonna sneak one out in Milwaukee. I feel like something Ooh. stupid is gonna happen like that. But um, so I think they it, win game two, though. Yeah, Celtics win game two, and they're probably gonna get game four. But then uh, Bucks are Milwaukee great. closes out in Boston. Yes. Oh no, six. So they lose two. Oh, well, okay. Well, that okay. Wow, in Boston, that'd be tough. Yeah, they're I, gonna, I mean, they, we already saw them win in Boston, and they're gonna not close out, but they're gonna close. Yeah, out that's why. That's why they're gonna okay. close. They're gonna close out. They're gonna close out in Milwaukee. Okay, so I have four two there. You have four two. I don't. I don't see the Celtics winning again in Boston. They're tough. They're tough. It's a tough series, man. It's a tough series there. Yo, you Got saw. You, they were all limping. <laughs> Yo, yeah. Giannis is another is an animal, bro. He's an animal. I know. I Yo, know. how about just, that? How about that toss off the backboard to himself for the dunk? Yo. Yo, he's playing with. He's playing with. So we would, as as resident he's play, fans, he, he's playing with. His we school. would hate Giannis if he did that. We would hate Giannis if he did that forever. <laughs> Look, <laughs> man, the we don't hate Giannis because the King stepped over him when the Knicks beat the Bucks in Mario Herzonia. Okay. <laughs> Shout out Super Mario, bro, making the plot today. 
Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's go next on to the up. next, the next, uh, the next series. Uh, we got, uh, I'm going to keep it in the East. We got Philadelphia and the Philadelphia 76ers and the Miami Heat. I got, I got Miami Heat winning this one. No Joel Embiid. That's, what do you got? Right. What's the series? Are they getting the one or no? Oh, it's five, it's five, one Miami. I got a four, one in Miami. Huh? Saying, so you're saying Miami in five, four, one. Yeah, four, one. Sorry. Yeah. In five games, Miami's winning. If there's no Embiid, it's, it's, I got the brooms, bro. Embiid or not, I got the brooms out. Miami is wow. gonna Miami's gonna sweep, bro. James Harden chokes, bro. It's not even a choke. He sucks. All right. This is this is your agenda. This is this He's, is he sucks. <laughs> he sucks. Honestly, he had one good game. So this far. is this is like your perfect agenda right here. It is James Harden and Doc Rivers. The agenda is I see it in your eyes, man. <laughs> he sucks for a year your and a half, bro. He sucks for a year and a half. I don't understand why. Two years almost. The Harden sucked, dude. I don't. There's nothing here. Embiid injured as usual. Oh, who could who could have drew that one up? That Embiid was going to get injured in the playoffs, right? Everyone wants to talk about Chris Paul. You want to call me an Embiid hater? I like Embiid. I'm not calling you a Embiid hater. No, I'm just saying even my like my friends like they think I'm the biggest Embiid hater is because I, he gets injured every. I'm like, dude, I give me DeAndre Ayton. He could play defense and he doesn't get injured. Like I know he does not gonna score fifty, but he's not he's gonna play. So you know, shout out to DeAndre and hopefully he makes it to the Knicks. Maybe that's a little bit of my agenda. But I wow. hate this. I hate the 76ers team. I hate them. I hate I hate everything about them. They suck. And I hate James Harden. The fact that he cheats the game. Like I don't understand how anyone could like him. He gets fat. He switches teams. He he gets back in shape. He he fights with everyone on his team. He doesn't run. He gets turnovers. Doesn't play defense. Like what's there to like about James Harden? He, he, made he a helps the community him. by going to strip clubs. That's what he does. Yeah. Give me 4 0 Miami, bro. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you got one win for Philly. It's not like I'm like going off the line. I'm, I'm giving them, look, I think someone's going to show up for one game. That's all I'm saying. Uh, well, all they right. might show up, but they're not going to win. <laughs> <laughs> Next series we got going on. Uh, we're gonna t- I'm going to save because I really want to talk about uh, Warriors of Memphis for, for a hot right. second. That's um, fair. Um, next series, we got, uh, we got the Dallas Mavericks against the Phoenix Suns. Give me Phoenix all the way with this. Devin Book is back. What's your series? Uh, this one is going, I think this one's going to be in five as well for Same. the Suns. Yeah. I got four one. I, I, I mean, I, this is the worst round of playoffs for me because I think that every series is a blowout. So I think this is, this 4-1. one's going to be tough for, this one's going to be tough for Dallas. Like they're too heavily the three. I had them winning game three at home. That makes sense. It's just too tough for Dallas. Dallas. They won their first, they won their first series, right? Don, uh, Luca finally won. Yeah. Got over the hump. And then it's time to go, bro. They have It's too just many tough, injuries. man, because they don't have a center. You're trying, you're telling me Dwight Powell's going to go up against DeAndre Ayton. That's food for DeAndre Ayton. Sure. I agree. All right. And, and then on top of that, then on top of that, you're Hardaway. The, they need Hardaway, bro. They, and they don't have him. Yeah. And they don't have, like, no, they legit need hard. I, it's not like he's like the, the tipper to help Mavericks get over the hump, but that would have been more of a series with Tim Hardaway. So you, you talk about Devin Booker, Chris Paul, DeAndre Ayton, Mikhail Bridges hooping. Jay Crowder is going to be annoying. Uh, Cam Johnson is going to be knocking down shots. Like they're deep, man. Phoenix is deep. They're, they're Dallas is just not. Um, the game, this is a series I'm talking about because they really are trying to make this a series for no, re- you want to talk about an agenda. The NBA had an agenda yesterday. I know. Whoa! You don't think that Don? You don't think that Draymond Green deserved to get thrown out of that game? No. 
Go watch the replay of the new, quote-unquote, new angle that came out today where he literally punches him in the face first and then tosses him to the ground. Yeah, he slapped him. Watch it. He slapped him. I'm not not Bro, listen, I I know that it's supposed to be a play talking about. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about the entirety of the game. The entirety of the game. I didn't agree with the ejection. I did not. But they gave a lot of calls. Like, if you look, if you look at who was the guy, like they, they're able to like replay, find Andrew, the ball goes off of Andrew Wiggins. Sure, they use a challenge on that one. But you can't tell me that the ball touched Memphis when the when I forget who was out of bounds. Dylan was it Brooks that was completely out of bounds and the ball touches his jersey. I'm like, come on now. You talking about that last play when they did a jump ball? Yeah. Dude, that was insane. Why on earth? That's what I'm saying. It's the agenda. Forget, there's forget a, Draymond. There's a replay. Just call it one way and look at the replay. If you don't call it one way, you can't look at the replay. But that's bro, what I'm just saying. call it away and look at the damn replay. That made no sense. To that's me. what I'm saying, bro, is that that's where, like, the like Memphis got a lot of calls in their favor yesterday. Forget the Draymond. Even if Draymond's still in that entire game, they got a lot of calls in their favor. That's where my issue was. I'm like, yo, you're telling me that we can see Andrew Wiggins touch the shorts, but dude's literally out of bounds. Ball touches the, like, it's like he, it legit touches him. And you're like, jump ball. Cool. Okay. That one uh, made no sense because you could, li- like, literally the only reason that they didn't look at the replay is because they decided to not make a call, which is yeah. ridiculous. Like, just yeah. make the damn call. And they can review it in the, the last replay. two minutes. They could have. They chose not to. You can't review a non-call, though, can you? Uh, I or thought they could. Can. Just I thought in the last two minutes of the game. Anything is reviewable or it has to be a call? I don't or think it has it, to be a call. Or is a jump ball a call? Uh, I'm not sure exactly. I thought it can be. I thought like if it's questionable calls at the end, which it seemed was pretty questionable at the end, I thought you could Even review it. Even if they call it jump, because I, I feel like there's this nuance where almost like in football where like you can't, you can't challenge a play that wasn't called. You know what I mean? If it was called, then you could figure it out. If anyone out there knows, we're going to look this up for the next pod, but I'm calling the Warriors getting this one in six. I think it's not going to be, it's not, this is not going to be a blowout. They really want this to go seven. I think they're going to get six out of the series, honestly. And I think Memphis is going to get it. I think, I think Memphis is going to get a hot shooting game and they're going to get it. My thing though is that Memphis has shown their inexperience throughout this entire series, his first series, especially against Minnesota. And they, you just see the youth. You just see that they don't have a lot of veteran uh, leadership at, in certain areas. Like they have Steven Adams, sure, but it's a very young team trying to still figure it out. Um, and it just shows. And the Warriors are just more. At, you got Clay, you got Draymond, you got Steph, you got Kevon Looney. You're talking about guys who've been to in this position for so long to go against the Grizzlies and Kerr. and Kerr and Kerr. Yeah, no, obviously the coach, but like they've been through this before. So I just think with that type of experience, you got the spl- the splash party at this point with Poole, Clay, and uh, Steph. Memphis will get two because because of their talent. They're going to be running up and down the court, but I see the Warriors getting this one in six. Okay, that's fair. I have it in five. I have Memphis winning game three again. That's always a sweet spot, uh, especially because they. I think it's going to be a blowout game two. I think Golden State's going to run them out of the gym game two. They didn't game shoot three, well. That's Memphis the thing. Come, exactly. Memphis comes back game three, does the whole home field thing, wins the game. Everyone's now wondering, oh, my God, this is going to be a series. Gold State wins four and then goes home and ends the series. And then it's like John Morant made a step. Tyus Jones gone. Jaron Jackson Jr. 
you know, he's going to be better next year. They need shooters, like that type of that type of narrative around them, which is fair. And then I kind of see the Warriors getting killed by Phoenix, but we'll get there when we get there. Yeah, when I we just, get there, we'll get to the that. last thing. The last thing is the whole. I want to ask you: Does Draymond Green deserve the treatment of of a um, what's the word uh, of a repeat bad offender? Like, do you think that that should have anything to do with it? Or is it like every single play is on a is on a play by play basis, and you know we kind of look at it in a in a nutshell. You know what I mean? Because like, yes, I agree. Like, if that was you know Looney that somehow hit some guy in the face and then kind of pulled his jersey, like it maybe he wouldn't probably wouldn't have got thrown out. Which I, I maybe like we're taking evidence over again. Where I'm, I'm like, are we trying? What's this? relevant, bro? What's relevant? Because a is this a habit? It's not relevant, bro. But because as we we're asking, if it's a habit. And you know, is it a habit like, or is there a prior bad act? That's the question. <laughs> or in the legal, prior, or in the legal part of the of the podcast. Because if we're if we're if it's a prior bad act, you can't translate that to every single game moving forward. It's you not relevant. Every single one as an isolated incident. Yeah. However, if it's a habit. There's a. And I'm going to be honest Dre, with you, bro. I like Draymond Green. I like him too, but he's annoying. It's a habit. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, dude. He deserves to get thrown out of the game. Like Pat Beverly does something, throw him out of the game. Like Draymond Green does something like that, throw him out of the game. If Steph Curry did that, bro, give him a flagrant one, fine him, yeah, no, and I have him you. say he's sorry at the press conference. You know what I mean? I get you, but no, like but there is. Even Draymond Green didn't even leave the facility. Like he's sitting there dapping everyone up. I love it. <laughs> T-shirt, glasses, Draymond. I love it. I uh, like John loves it, right? Like if I'm Draymond Green, I'm doing the same damn thing. I'm literally. I'm gonna go get take a shower, wear some fly clothes, and give everyone a dap if we won that game. No problem. But like, if you're the NBA, you're like, dude, you, we ejected you from the game, and now you're in, you're still in the, you're still here. You know what I'm saying? You did you didn't leave in a proper manner. You're in, like they're gonna find him. And now like the next time, as we said, yeah, but honestly, like what's the, the what's refs? The fine, what's the, the fine, man? Dude, to be fit, okay? I was listening to Joe West. I know it's a little off. I was to Joe West because uh, he's coming out of his own podcast, so he's doing his rounds today. He was on part of my take talking about, dude, these re- and from the Don- from the Donahue stuff, the refs have meetings and they talk about the players, man. They know the players, they know the tendencies, they know what they're waiting for, right? Like they watch the series. There's notes. honestly though, honestly though, it's better that Draymond got ejected in the first game than it happened later in the series. And I think uh, and, out to and, Cleveland. <laughs> I hate that series for that reason. Um, but if. Doing it in game one kind of sets the precedent saying, look, man, we know we, this is what I'm saying is a habit. Like we know what you're known for. All right. No one just n- nut kicks everybody like because you're just flying in the air and your legs just decide to go separate. Uh, don't do this. That's essentially what they're saying. Don't do this. Like do not do this. And I've, okay, fine. I get it. I didn't agree with the call. I get the logic though, but it's a habit by Draymond. So I get, I get why I can understand it. I don't agree with it though. That's fine. So the last thing I'll say is if you agree with us, where except for the only thing we had different is you had Warriors in six instead of five, and you have a Heat in five, and I have four. Yeah. All right. So I, I don't know your parlay, but if you take my parlay, which is Miami Heat 4-0, Suns 4-1, Warriors 4-1, Bucks 4-2, shout out to Winning Picks Weekly. Bro, you put 15 bucks on that, you win five grand. That's where I'm sitting right now. So, uh, you know. Hit, hit up Winning Picks Weekly. Let's hope for some blowouts. 
not for the sake of basketball, but for the sake of my wallet. And let's go Rangers, bro. Let's go Rangers and let's go Yankees, dude. Let's let's go. All right. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Just Etc. podcast. As John said, go Rangers. Uh, support your, your New York sports teams. All Take right. Creeder and money line for the first two games. You know how it is for the Rangers? Listen to the man. Listen to the man. But you know what it is. Thank you for all you tuning for another Knicks episode of the Knicks, Just Etc. podcast. If you haven't done so already, please make sure to subscribe. We're on all audio listening platforms. We're on Apple, Spotify, Google Play, Amazon, Alexa, Stitcher, you name it. We are there. If you listen to us to us on apple or spotify please make sure to give us a five-star rating and if you listen to us on apple please make sure to leave a comment we're on youtube as well look for nicks comma jets comma etc period subscribe hit that notification bell that way you know when a new episode drops when you watch a video hit the like button leave a comment add to the conversation let us know your takes on the playoffs all right let us know your takes on the point guard situation for the new york knicks door Wait, one door two the- door three bro which one Wait, let us know let us know your takes on the Donovan Mitchell situation. Let us know it all, okay? Add add, add to the conversation. Get into the comments. We love to read it. We love to interact with all of you. So thank you for always making a comment. Shout out to all of our, our, our usuals as well. And then if you haven't already checked it out already, we got another podcast called Winning Picks Weekly, as John already gave a shout out to. If you like betting, John, video producer like Greg, our guy Chip Murphy. <laughs> they go down everything. Basketball. Baseball. You don't like Chip, I don't like you. <laughs> you go down everything. Baseball, basketball, football, golf, hockey, everything. You got to put some money out down. These guys will help you. Just make sure to do so responsibly. But make sure to check out Winning Picks Weekly. And then last and certainly not least, we're on, we're on all social media platforms. We're on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, you name it. We are there. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in for another next episode of the Next Chess Etc. podcast. We out. Let's go next. Let's go Rangers, bro.